751 on the Crosstalk on WIZM. Let's get to it, shall we? Time is always short. My guest this morning is uh, uh, State Senator Brad Paff, who would like to be a congressman. And I'm curious right off the bat. Well, first of all, uh, Brad, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with me. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate the opportunity. I am curious, what what can't you do in the Senate that you would like to do in Congress? Well, first of all, the most important thing we do is we need to make sure that we have somebody from western Wisconsin that shares our values in the U.S. House of Representatives. I mean, what's happened right now in Congress is the fact that people are talking past one another and they're not focusing on the issues of the people back here uh, in western Wisconsin. So, Mike, I will say this. What can I do? Number one, make sure that we got local transportation dollars coming home here. Number two, make sure that we our small businesses are actually being heard uh, in the halls of Congress. And number three, try and figure out how to make sure that we bring western Wisconsin values to the halls of Congress, because right now the values in Congress seem to be on the East Coast or West Coast. Or it just seems to be about people talking past one another. Uh, from a listener uh, the, this morning, Mike, ask, ask Brad if he knows what causes inflation and how he and other others uh, in the Senate or the Congress uh, can stop it, fend it, turn it around. Well, we all know that what causes inflation is, is uh, too much money chasing too few goods. So you have to address both ends of that equation. We have to address the supply chain as far as making sure that we get more goods in the system. How do we address that supply system? We need to make sure that we continue to rebuild things and build things here in this country, particularly in Wisconsin. We can't, cannot just rely upon foreign countries to supply us with the majority of the consumer goods that we purchase. Obviously, we recognize the fact that there's monetary policy that needs to be fixed. Without a doubt, that needs to take place. Um, we recognize the fact that you know prices have gone up. But again, to fix this inflationary issue, you have to look at both sides of the equation, the supply chain as well as the monetary policy. What do you, what, what do you know about the impending uh, diesel fuel shortage, 25-day supply, and then, according to a lot of people, we will be in a world of hurt. We will be in a world of hurt. And it's impacting our truckers, and it's impacting our farmers, and it's impacting, obviously, our economy. I, it is, this is an all-hands-on-deck approach. We need to make sure that we got our refineries uh, that are in this process, uh, that uh, we can make sure they can continue to refine. We obviously need to make sure we have an energy policy that's all-hands-on-deck, you know, we just can't snap our fingers and move towards completely renewable. We know that. We need to make sure that we can continue to domestically produce and at the same time continue to provide opportunities for new energy sources uh, to be brought onto the marketplace. Uh, but when it comes to this diesel fuel, this thing is just uh, – this is something where we've got to make sure EPA is recognizes the seriousness. We have to make sure that our pipeline operators recognize the seriousness of this, that we need to ensure that our refineries – recognize the seriousness of this because it's impacting our family farmers and it's our truck drivers every single day and that's causing again inflationary pressures uh, you mentioned uh, a new energy sources should be on the table are you hinting that if someone brought forward a plan for nuclear that you would be in favor i i think that that's all part of the that's got to be part of the conversation as well i think it's all we have to recognize the fact that you know, we cannot be reliant upon dictators like Putin and uh, autocrats, uh, the monarchy over there in Saudi Arabia. 
we need to make sure that we recognize it through science uh, and, um, you know, through engineering that we have opportunities to continue to uh, make sure that we've got a broad-based energy policy in this nation. Well, and I'm sure you've heard that uh, that the science and the technology continues to move forward to make energy uh, sources that we already have uh, cleaner and more readily available. We have been energy uh, independent in the past. Can you push for science to help those energy sources that we have underground right here to uh, move forward, be cleaner and be utilized so we in the United States don't have to sweat what's going on in the rest of the world? You and I are on the same page, Mike. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. The thing is this. We are from a rural district here. We are from a district that is dependent upon an energy policy that is affordable. Obviously, we want to make sure that we have clean energy. Everybody wants clean energy. We want that, but we want domestic energy. I'm from the farm. You know, I grew up on a farm. I believe in homegrown energy sources. I'm not going to walk away from my biodiesel, and I'm not going to walk away from my corn ethanol. I am all hands on deck, and I believe in science and research and innovation. I also need to ensure that we got to keep our EPA held accountable, but we also need to make sure that we hold these refineries accountable. It has to happen. Giving the refineries a place to drill where there's actual oil or actual natural gas would be a, a great place to start. You've already answered a question from one of my listeners this morning, uh, uh, Brad. Uh, Mike, please ask Brad how the supply chain gets fixed without oil. It sounds like it doesn't get fixed without oil. We've got to be able to drill for it. We've got to be able to give truckers the diesel and the oil and uh, energy uh, communities, the natural gas, to keep us all warm all winter long. That's exactly right, Mike. And that's what I worry about is these natural gas prices as well. So, I mean, I am all hands on deck here. And, again, I've been a voice. I, I... I know Western Wisconsin. I know the people. I know the communities of this district. I mean, believe me, the people know me. They know that I will always put the people before the politics. They know that I'm not going to go to – I haven't gone to Madison to play politics, and I sure in the heck won't go to Washington, D.C. just to play politics. There's enough of those food fights out there. We have real people out here that are figuring out every single day in order to pay their bills. And they need a member of Congress that's willing to sit down and be part of a solution moving forward and not somebody that's just going to go out there in order to just, you know, uh, play politics and be part of that food fight. Brad Path, thank you so much for joining me this morning on Lacrosse Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, you decide.